Ryan Tannehill, man. Mate, I still, honestly, I, still, I think he's good. Dol- I, rate, I rate him. That Tannehill's fine. Dolphins are shit. I actually didn't realise how shit the Dolphins are. I was doing that research. Yeah, you yeah. lot have been bad for so long. Given, yeah, just, just wait till you do the build. Welcome to Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. It's week number eight. We've got the full crew back. We've got Mark, Martin, Craig. Hello. We're all back. And Hello, mate. Craig, one question. Has the suspension come through yet? Uh, mate, what are you talking about? <laughs> Listen, it's all about timing, Dougie. This is what I don't understand about NFL players. It's all about timing, lads. Off-season, off-season. <laughs> well, you, you think you've got away with it. The the, uh, the test is still in the in the lab. But um, how are we doing anyway, chaps? Good week. Yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, not bad at all. Pretty good. Um, Amsterdam is awesome. Wonderful. And football, and football is back. Don't and care. Football is back. Not interested. <laughs> not in the no slightest problem. little bit. Not that football, Doug. Oh, football, football's back. Well, football is back. Kinda, 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 but not really. <laughs> but there are game, there are games being played on my on my Game Pass screen. I'm happy. Yeah, um, I'm not having preseason. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to start this week, Craig. You've prepared a little quiz, haven't you, for uh, for our good pal Martin? Can you can you rock on with that? I have. Yeah, we're gonna crack on with the with the questions, or do we actually want to find out why Martin sports the Dolphins? Well, Martin, why don't you fill us in on that? Uh, because uh, I'd be remiss to say that we tried to do the origins thing uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I completely forgot to tell you why I was a Chiefs fan. I'm a Chiefs fan because I like their uniform. There you go, finished. Martin, you're up. Brilliant. <laughs> right, well, I'm a, a fan of the Miami Dolphins, and um, my backstory my origin story is of, of how i come to support that team is a uh, a cautionary tale um and the moral, <laughs> the moral of the story is don't let the six-year-old version of yourself make life-changing decisions because <laughs> back in 1983 or 84 there or thereabouts is when the dolphins were in the um the super bowl with the um the 49ers the um obviously Looked like they were going to be a, a, a dynasty, a great team. You know, brilliant new quarterback coming through in Dan Marino. Um, but the reason I ended up supporting the Dolphins was because I, I, I'm pretty sure it was my cousin told me that they had a real-life dolphin as a mascot. Brilliant. And as a six-year-old, I thought brilliant. that was cool. So <laughs> I ended up supporting the Dolphins because they had a real-life dolphin. Um, and yeah, once you make that decision, you're stuck, aren't you? You're done. That's it. You know, from from the morning. I've literally got nothing. And I hate, and I hate to break it to you, Martin, but they don't have a fucking dolphin, mate. What? <laughs> <laughs> they used to, but, yeah, a real dolphin. Yeah, they used to. Yeah. Re- I don't think they had a real dolphin as a mascot, Martin. They I don't did. think a real, a real dolphin up and down the sideline. They might have a sideline in the They had a tank in the by the corner of the end zone, and they used to roll out. Yeah, he used to oh, do well, tricks that's at right. and stuff. That's all right. I did not know that. That is oh, all it was right. Called Flipper. It was called Flipper, and they—I think they—it was what Ace Ventura was actually based on. It was based on the fact that they did have a real-life dolphin 
Ace Ventura Pet Detective was kind of a, a, a spoof on the whole thing that they did have a real life dolphin as a, as a for real. Yeah, that's true. True story. Could, could I, 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 might, I, might, I might have to add the dolphins to my roster of teams I follow now, just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, back in the nineteen eighties, when you allowed animal cruelty like they did, and yeah. <laughs> you're pretty much a dolphin in a bucket on the yeah, side. There, there, there was no, there was no bloke there with a hose pipe keeping it wet, was there? No, exactly. <laughs> no. To, to be no. fair, since uh, Marino and Flipper have left, it's been pretty much all downhill, though, hasn't it? Let's, let's be, well, let's be honest. And, and this. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it comes in. I've, I've kind of got, and I'm going to, uh, and everyone knows that I've fallen massively out of love with football of the round ball variety, but I've spent my entire life with the holy trinity of fucking letdowns. In that I'm a Dolphins fan, an England fan, and a Spurs fan. The number of false dawns yeah. and times I have my hopes <laughs> picked up so only having dashed on the rocks again is I can't count them. I can't count them. So luckily enough, two, I've, I've pretty much jettisoned two of those, and it's just the dolphins <laughs> that are causing me untold grief now. But it's just <laughs> well, hope, hopefully, well, Craig, hopefully, it's just it, hopefully Craig's going to uh, add to your untold grief with uh, about some, to say, yeah, with some decent questions. That, uh, that leads nicely into what, <laughs> what will be uh, <laughs> an enjoyable insight into the history of, of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, question yes, one. Oh, just, just to Go stop on. you there, so, do me and Mark get to buzz in if Martin gets it wrong? Yeah, so oh, Martin, okay. if you flop, one yeah, answer, they, get, they yeah. get a crack. Here we oh, go. So... so <laughs> so you you, What's you mentioned... with these questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much fun. I didn't really. Do you know what? I didn't realise how much more fun I was having as I was going through it. <laughs> so <laughs> this is enjoyable. Um, so Martin, you mentioned uh, the the era that looked like it was going to be a golden age for the Miami Dolphins. They uh, made the Super Bowl. It was nineteen eighty five. Um, was that was their last Super Bowl appearance? Yep. Star quarterback Dan Marino featured in that game. 15 years later, the team decided not to pick up his option. Dan Marino retired in the year 2000. Since that decision, how many times have the Finns made the playoffs? Let's see. Oh, crikey. Since 2000, I would say we have been to the playoffs. Probably seven times in that sixteen-year period. Seven. Oh, you sure, Craig? Hundred percent. Ah, boo. Lads, since so since what year? Two thousand. That was the um, the first two years under what's his name. Um, Dave Wanstead, wasn't it? Since 2000? Yeah. I think they've been once. No. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah I think it's either once or twice. It's not many more than that. Let's go one. One. All right. Yeah, I'm over to you. Go over one. Yeah, one. Unlucky, boys. The answer was three. 2000, three. 2001, and 2008. That's fucking dire, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not dire. It's been stuck with the fucking Patriots, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah, that's Tom, true. Tom that's... Brady came to the fore in about 2002. So, lo and behold, look, the two things might be connected. 
that all of a sudden the greatest quarterback of all time is playing in your fucking division and keeping you uh, out of the playoffs. Nothing year. to do with your. And I, t- and I tell you team, what, in, in the <laughs> and, and in the same time, my bills have been fuck all times to the playoffs. <laughs> Enjoy, enjoy your free. Yeah, we've. Uh, I'll, I'll chuck in the Jets about a couple of champ- AFC Championship games in there, but whatever. This is not about us. <laughs> Question two. Certainly wasn't about you in the Super Bowl those years ago. <laughs> no. uh, we're happy to be in the AFC Championship game, mate. If you can get, if we can get to the AFC Championship game with Mark Sanchez, I'll take it. Question. <laughs> Question two. In 1970, the Finns brought in the now legendary Don Shula. Shula, prior to taking the job at uh, Miami, had lost the Super Bowl prior to his appointment. But with what team? Wasn't he with the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> nope. Ah. I think I know. That I... Over to you, lads. I think I know you this. Know this. Not... I think so. Go on, then. You, car- you crack on. I w- wouldn't have a clue. Was Shula with the Chargers? <laughs> nah. Nah, what am I talking about? The Chargers? I didn't even mean to say that. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> answer is... Answer is... He was with the Baltimore Colts. And he lost to the Jets in the Jets, yeah. Super Bowl nah. three. I, do you know what? I knew that. I did know that. Well, next, yeah, time, and yet you said the next, charges. Next, next time you know it, Dougie, maybe give us the answer, mate. Because like... <laughs> this is where we're probably going to look back yeah. and work out the charges yeah. didn't even exist in 1970. Yeah, exactly. Well, they did. They don't, 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 don't be coy, darling. Just get it right. <laughs> Question three. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who were the first Finns teammates to both run for a thousand yards in one season? Oh, two of them. Um, that would have been... Oh, it would have been, I believe... Oh, who was the other one? I'm going to say Ronnie Brown and... 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 I think Jabbar is going to have left by that point. But it's... Oh, Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams. No, they. I think uh, they did it, but they, it had been done before years. that. Right, oh, no, before it had been that. done before no. that, yeah. Uh, this Scott would have been Angle, the... It's in the 70s, right? Yep. Larry oh, Sonka. Oh, sorry, yeah. Pass it over. Go on, boys. Larry Sonka and the other dude. Who's the other dude, Mark? Oh, um... Mercury Morris. Oh, I gotta give Dougie a, that. <laughs> Dougie's pulled that one. Have out. I done it? Oh, uh, boom! Yeah. <laughs> Good work, Dougie. I gotta give Dougie that. Listen, yes. that was a tough one because I, I didn't have a clue. But oh, that was a tough question. And it was a bit. Nuts. Cue the explosion. And also, no, 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 no. Does that mean he actually answered it right? Because no, he got it. He got. He got. He got it. Absolutely correct. I can't oh, question. Okay. Boom. There's no flaw. No, <laughs> what can I say? Can I also say that uh, is, uh, is this now? Martin still maintaining his 100% record for not Martin getting a single is, question right listen, on any of the Martin quizzes. Martin is batting a bagel, mate. Martin, <laughs> Martin is putting up noughts weekly. Hey, he's, 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 cons- he's consistent, man. That's the best. Yeah. Consistent. <laughs> all right. I, I use up all my luck in the uh, fantasy game. <laughs> <In the fantasy. laughs> 
we're gonna, we're gonna have to work. You can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his eyes before the game starts. You don't waste a free kick before the game starts. We're gonna have to work out a drop for when Martin bangs on about winning two fantasy leagues. I know. I need. I know. I need to. I've got to win it this year. I can't have that. Right. A couple more to go. Right for the most recent NFL season. The name of the Dolphins' home field, known as the Sun Life Stadium. That facility has been called a number of things prior. Mm-hmm. Can you name five? Five? Absolutely oh, no chance. Hell. No chance. Right, so it's, it started out as Joe Robbie Stadium. It's then been, I know it was Pro Player Park. It was um, Sun Life. He said it that. Can't have Land- oh, you can't have Sunlife. Oh, right. Landshark. It was Landshark. It's currently today the Mi- yeah the Miami Stadium. Oh God, I and it's also been wrong. called the and it's um it's also been um the Dolphin Stadium. It's been called the Dolphin Stadium. That's fine. I can I can only give you four of those. I'm going to give you oh, because oh, so. you, you're saying that the one that um it because today cause it changed its name very recently. It's Carl, we've got to have a time limit on these yeah, questions. Yeah, what, what is it called? What is it called? <laughs> it's the Miami Stadium, currently. I can't give it to you, Martin. I can't. You've got one more to get. You've got one more to get, Martin. I know it, I know it. No, you can't. I don't want you to get wrong, Martin. Let me in, let me in. Mate, you've got five seconds. I'm going to have to call it. I'm going to have to call it five, four. Go on, him. Called it. He's called it. I believe, right now, is it called New Miami Stadium? It is called New Miami Who knew it was called Land Shark Stadium? I did not know that. Pro you Player know? Stadium. And oh, well, I, went, I, went to Land, I went to Land Shark for my, um, for my honeymoon. We went to Miami. Oh, Miami. So I've been there. I remember Joe, Joe Robbie and the other ones. Yeah, but yeah I knew Miami. Listen, I wish this was a video podcast because Martin's face <laughs> at the moment. Honestly. But, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> It's, He's it's trying a, to hold that smile. It's a beautiful thing. It right, is, uh... Craig, let's wrap this up, mate. Let's let's ask the last Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Martin's already last been question. He's already been put to the Come sword on. by the opposition. So. <laughs> yes. La- last one. Here we go. Dolphins have had 17 starting QBs since Marina left in 2000. But how many times have the Dolphins used a first-round pick on a QB? First rounds. It would be since that. 2000. I would say, since 2000, I think it's only one, and that'll be Ryan Tannehill's, the current one. They've done a lot of second-round picks, a load of second-round picks. But I think Tannehill's the only one they've picked in the first round with the eighth pick a few years back. And he's off the board! <laughs> Effort. He, 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 leaves the, he leaves the zero behind. Absolute garbage time. Done it. Garbage well, yeah, time. Gar- <laughs> that is it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a TD. I can, that's, that's, a, that's a field goal. It's a field goal when you're 41 nil down, but it's yeah, a field yeah. goal. <laughs> All right, man. So we, yeah. we've established Sweet. that um, you're shit at quizzes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Sorry, boys. And we're shit, so I, I know how shit is. I had, to, I had to go and get a celebratory beer for that. <laughs> All right, lads, let's move on to the news. Um, there's been a lot going on in the NFL this week. Who wants to start us off? Who's got a news drop that we can seamlessly link into fantasy football? Let me let me crack on. And I will go with my earlier pick of RG3 having fantasy relevance this year. You will be able to go back, maybe second podcast, third podcast. I was very clear. I will take RG3 late. I was convinced he'd get that starting job. And I think he's still got more in the tank. You don't go from literally lighting it up, being faster than everybody else, to not being able to play football anymore. Yes, the knee injury obviously hurt him. He obviously couldn't get right with the coaching staff um, following that and the, the following two years. Something went horribly wrong, whether it be system, whether it be personality. But I just don't see how talent disappears overnight. With got Gordon there at the Browns, I think he's got every chance of being pretty damn special. And if I can get him, I'm a bit annoyed that he's got the, the, there's rumours have come out of the starting job so early because it's going to push the value up. Whereas I was pretty convinced when we'd had this discussion week one, week two, no one would touch RG3. People will be in for him now. I, th- I think some of the reason they've, they've named him starter is so much to bump the or, or at least to make sure McCown is known that he's out there we, we've we've nailed our colors to the mask so someone coming probably the Cowboys I think are the ones who need to get some cover for Romo that by them saying that they're also saying in a roundabout kind of way we're prepared to part ways with this guy hmm. yeah maybe uh what I would say is Craig we we now know pretty much 90% of the makeup of your fantasy team this year you're drafting Ezekiel Elliott, you're drafting RG3, and you're definitely drafting Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Yeah. What, how's, how's the quarterback crew you've got there, man? So, I mean, good luck this year. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think, I, you know, he hasn't been hit yet, has he? The, blo- the bloke's, no. made, bloke's made a porcelain. I think that's more the issue than his lack of ability. I don't think you lose the ability. I think the ability is going to be there no matter what it's it's just it, the 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 key ability that he needs is the ability not to break when somebody tries to fold him up my, my one question about RG3 is his supporting cast gordon obviously is only you know one drug test away from you know and you know two lifetime ban and it's just you know he's he's going to be throwing passes to a geezer as a QB a couple of years ago you know what uh, they, else on didn't that they draft offense? a receiver pretty high Corey Coleman Corey Coleman Col- yeah because there's been a lot Corey of noise Coleman about drafted him recently, pretty high, yeah yeah, yeah, but we, yeah, think, we haven't seen anything in, in the NFL as yet for him. And but. he's still got Gary Barnage there at tight end who can do a real good job. Um, I, I'm with you, Craig. I think that um, RG3, give him the right system, the right players around him, I think he can still do a lot of damage. He, that that rookie season was arguably one of the best rookie seasons of all time. Yeah. And um, I, I think you put him in the right system. He's obviously picked up a bad injury, came back from that injury too quick. Then he was in new head coach, different system, didn't rate him, didn't want him. And he was never given a chance. I think you put him, give him the starting job. He's got it early, so he'll be confident. And I still think, you know, we might be the only two people left in the UK that think he can do a good job. But I'm with you. I'm, I still rate him. I think the key is, if that offensive line, because there was times near the end of that run, 
um, with the skins where that offensive line was so porous he was running all the time you can there was something, something went wrong something went bad at that franchise and that makes a whole lot of difference to these these superstar players who have been superstars since they were six years old if they're not the man anymore it's it, it, it changes the whole dynamic of the team if they can block for him if he started a new lease of life and he doesn't have to run every play. You've seen how some of these run-and-shoot guys have, have, have improved in their decision-making and not having to make everything happen every single play. I think he's got great value. I mean, I, I really like the bloke, and I, I think he's been tarred with the brush of literally the Redskins mortgaged the entire farm mm. to go and get him in the draft, didn't they? And I think they actually took the draft pick from the Browns who That's what they ultimately, did. he's ultimately ended up back there now, even <laughs> in the roundabout kind of way. So, and I, I, yeah, I think Hugh Jackson's going to be the key. Hugh Jackson yes. will be the man who who turns round RG three from out in the wilderness to a, a relevant QB. And I think that's a good point. The one issue I would, the one big caveat for him is that he has to not be a dick. There was a lot of rumours that came out of the Redskins towards the end that he was being the big I am in the changing room, thought he was bigger than the rest of the team, didn't treat his O-line um, to all the crap that quarterbacks normally go and buy and like all the big screen TVs and they weren't helping him up when he was getting knocked down by the end. If he goes in there, if he has turned over a new leaf and he becomes not a dick, then I think he can do well. But if he continues to be like Mr. Big Bollocks, now he's gone to a new team, he'll probably fall his ass again. I mean, if you don't know everything you need to know about RG3 now, you're never going to. Um, <laughs> who's up next? Who's got something for me? Throw it at me. Throw, throw some shit at the wall. I was going to... Not, not so much news, but um, it was just a, obviously a, a little first, was the um, record-breaking pre-season game for the uh, LA Rams. They had nearly 90,000 people turn up to watch the um, Cowboys return the opening kickoff for a touchdown. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just all 90,000 people there come on in we're gonna oh, you <laughs> nothing's changed bollocks yeah. you know, <laughs> pack it back up let's go back to St. Louis that, was, yeah. that, just, made me, that just made me smile that you know I say not in the, the biggest turnout in pre-season history in UK uh, sorry in US shores and they get treated to that to start with that was, uh, yeah. that was nice that was they must have been sat there thinking what the fuck have we come yeah. to see here shit <laughs> But I think it signifies exactly what you're saying, and this is the this is going to be the challenge for the Rams: is you move to a big market, LA without football for a while, you're going to have a period of grace. You're going to have a period of grace for people who are just happy to see football. Give it week three. If you're getting pumped every week for three weeks, they will turn, and their media attention on those big states when you're in the big market area. You know your New Yorks, your your West Coast, the big these big market areas where they've got a very specific, uh, you know, everything is focused on the team and the news market is so intense. If you are not having success, it becomes very very difficult. So I think that's that's going to be the biggest challenge for the Rams. They've got some star-studded players. They've got to get some success early. And I think you're exactly right. And even the players are saying similar. I don't know if anyone's seen the first episode of Hard Knocks yet, but no. spoiler alert, they do mention it. And the, even the players are saying things like, shit, man, we've got to win here. We've got to win. And they're going out and they're saying, if we're, you know, if we're crap, they'll just go and do something else. Um, so even they're clearly picking up on that. And you've, you've, you've got Jeff, Jeff Fisher in the locker room saying to people, we, we can't be seven and nine. We can't be eight and eight. 
And uh, you think, well, he's pretty you can't be. Be. Probably need to get a new coach then. But with the, with the hard knocks thing as well, I wonder how many of those 90,000 people turned up there not to watch football, but on the off chance they could end up on telly. Yeah, yeah, quite yeah, possibly because, because, because the hard knock cameras there. Oh, well, they, they, no, they ninety thousand reality TV wannabes have just turned up, <laughs> just hoping they're going to be, be one of the ones in the crowd shots. So and they're specifically the mentioning, yeah, they're specifically mentioning a lot of the Hollywood stuff. Even the, the hard knock sign is even replaced the Hollywood sign. Um, so they're, they're playing on that an awful lot, and uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, think, I thought it was a good first episode. Actually, I, I know we're not talking about it, but I enjoyed the first episode of Hard Knocks this year. We're going to have to move on. We're uh... We're running over. We're going to leave the rest of the news there. Look, I mean, you're not tuning into this podcast. If you, if you are even tuning into this podcast, you're not tuning in for latest up-to-date news, are you? Let's be honest. So we'll move on. You can find that elsewhere, some lesser quality podcasts and some better ones as well. So um, we're going to talk about something that we quite enjoy, which is a little bit of NFL gambling. Everyone everyone likes a little bit of punting. Um I got a good. I enjoy mate. pissing my money up against the wall. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, so I've got uh, this this mate who, you know, was quite involved in the gambling industry, and uh, I took a few minutes out of my ever so busy schedule to uh, to talk to him yesterday. To waste his time. Yeah, yeah. Here's what he had to say. <laughs> anyway. Right. So I'm here with my my old pal John, who's currently in the state. So if there's any. If there's any issues with the line, blame the Americans and their stupid um, transatlantic signal. Um, John used to work for Betfair, is quite good at punting, although, you know, he's had his moments. Um, how long was it you were at Betfair, John? It was about 14 years, wasn't it? 14, 15 years? Yeah, I mean, before I answer that question, should we just check that you're actually recording my voice this time? <laughs> just leave, leave it out because... What I don't need is one-off guests coming on here slating my presenting abilities because uh, I get that every week. All right. Um, uh, how long at Betfair? It was uh, just under 15 years that I spent at, uh, at Betfair. Nice. So, in theory, you know a thing or two about this uh, gambling luck. Um, yeah. Now, in theory, for, for, putting it into practice is extremely different. Yeah, yeah. Full, full disclosure, John's not your biggest American football fan. His, his betting on football usually boils down to texting or emailing me shortly before the season starts and saying who shall I punt on Dougie um, but what John does know is the ins and outs of the markets and how gambling works so John just give us um, if you can an idiot's guide to betting what are the pitfalls and traps that we should avoid obviously no one's going to be remortgaging their house for this so it's going to be small stakes but what, what general rules can we follow to try and give ourselves the best chance to turn a profit there's, there's probably three or four things to stick to, regardless of whether you're um, uh, whether you're a big punter, or a small punter, or, or anything in between. And and you know the, the the bottom line is a lot of people punt um, for for entertainment, um, and I think broadly that's what you guys are doing. Um, but ultimately, the, the the real outcome you want is for it to win. Um, so. Your best chance of that happening long term and the best chance of a profit, as I say, three or four things. First thing is discipline, discipline and selectivity. I think however you guys are going to approach this and whatever you want to bet on, pick an area, pick um, a niche thing to, to focus on um, and then go away and look at what you could do with that. Um, with with bet is hundreds 
complex with sports taking place pretty much 24-7. You can sit there on yeah. some 24-7. That is an absolute guaranteed way to lose money. If you can focus the area um, and focus on what you know, you, you, you have an advantage over, over other people. Um, I don't know whether or not you guys are doing this, but don't bet for the sake of it. It's too easy when you're in the pub or you're sitting at home with everything on. Uh, just to want to have a bet um, just because there's something to bet on. Don't do that. Again, focus on, on an area. Um, and the last thing I'd say about discipline, um, uh, discipline and selectivity is never, ever chase. Chasing and, and you know trying to win back your previous bet if you've had a tough beat, um, if it's gone wrong, pretty much always ensure um, that you make that situation worse. Um, as I said when I was speaking before and you forgot to record me, um, the bad beat will always the bad beat will always be there, right? It's you know, you when in the last two minutes of the game when a touchdown scored and you look like you're gonna win, that's happened, that's been and gone. Don't try and um, don't try and chase that back. You know, you'll get it back if you're selective. Um, a couple of other brief things. Um, Bet when you think there's value. Um, if you imagine there's a you know a 50p coin that you're going to keep flicking, there's a 50% chance. You know, if someone someone did that 100,000 times, the, the distribution of heads and tails is going to be pretty even, about a 50 50% chance of head, 50% chance of tails. Um, if someone offered you uh, 11 to 10 on heads as opposed to 10 to 11, um, then that would be a value bet, and you would you would or theoretically should bet that because you're getting perceived value. In the long run, it's not going to happen that many times. Um, last two things, I think. Um, whether or not you guys are going to do this, I don't know, but I think by virtue of it being a, um, a blog or a podcast, whatever you call it, log your bets so that you can ensure you're doing the first two things I talked about. Be disciplined and bet when you see value. And then the final thing, bit of a jovial one, but there's a lot of truth to it. Boozing and punting are two of the greatest pastimes in life, but they do not go well together. Um, they're like chalk and cheese, and everything will go out the window if you do that. So if you're going to um, have a couple of ales, then leave the betting to one side, enjoy those, and bet when, you, uh, bet when you're sober. You sound like a public service announcement. Well, <laughs> um, uh, if only you followed your own advice more often. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, like I say, it's going to be pretty small beans that we're we're throwing around. Um, in light of what you've said there, what 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 ways could um, the 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 small time punter? What 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 ways are there for us to sort of maximise our returns? Are there any sort of form of bets or types of gambling that we can do that can really help us to make a meagre budget last longer or or turn a, have a better chance at turning a profit? Well, let's, let's talk about where you can bet first up. So um, you've obviously got your traditional um, bookmakers, Labrokes, Will Hill, et cetera, et cetera. You see on the high street and you can get online. And then you've also got uh, betting exchanges. So you mentioned earlier I worked for one of those for quite a time. And betting exchange really just give you a very different uh, and more interactive way of betting. And rather than betting with a bookmaker, you're betting against other punters. So you find much more real-time markets, a lot of volatility, and, and really a much more engaging product. Now, I don't think it really matters whether you're betting, you know, um, 10 quid, 100, or, or 10 grand. You should still try to look at um, 
uh, finding finding value and ultimately giving yourself the best chance of, of winning. Um, I would be uh, tempted to leave aside some of the more traditional markets like your lines and your spreads or what we typically call your match odds um, and, and put some of the markets lower down the list. So maybe look at things like uh, time of first touchdown and it's a good example of where if you just put a little bit of research into it, you, you might be able to get one step ahead of the market. Um, if you have got a game in Philadelphia and you've been watching the weather there and it's been pissing down all day, um, the time of the first touchdown um, might be uh, further out than the markets indicate. So you could look at things like that. Um, and if you find one or two of those in a day, um, to add a bit more excitement to it based on how you guys are approaching it, you might want to parlay one into the other or do an accumulator bet. So, you know, say you found two of those markets um, that you thought you had a bit of an edge in, you might want to roll those up. Your winnings from the first one, assuming you win, all go on to the second one. And theoretically, you're getting an implied advantage in, in doing so. Um, to the contrary, if you just do, you know, five or six match odds because bookies have got those more tightly priced there's an argument to say you're just betting into their margin or you you know you're pretty much guaranteed that you're gonna you're gonna be placing you know bad bad bets um yeah so obviously a lot of nfl games especially come sort of mid-season surprises become a little bit fewer and further between because the teams sort of have a you know there's a very definite divide so a lot of match odds are, are set quite they can be come sort of mid-season quite heavily in favor of one team obviously that it might look intrinsically like it has some value but what you're saying is the match odds the bookmakers are very rarely going to get that wrong at the end of the day what bookmakers do is they have statistics on every single thing you could bet on. Now, quite clearly, who will win the game is the most predominant thing that they'll look at. And they've got hundreds and hundreds of seasons to look at that. If, if you just switch codes for a minute and look at Premier League football... Um, we don't talk about guys, that on our podcast. But go uh, on. We certainly, <laughs> we certainly don't talk about Arsenal this morning. But they've just got so... Their data's so rich, they, they're, they're normally going to be priced correctly. Whereas... You know, some of these lower down markets, which if you guys do understand American football and you do, and you have got a view on certain players, you know, I think it's called, you know, like rushing yards and all those kind of things. They're the areas where you might be able to get a bit of an advantage over the bookies. But I think one key thing that you might want to have a look at, right, is if you're if you're able to sit there and watch the games, arguably the best opportunities come up in play. Uh, and what I mean by in play, it's fairly self-explanatory, but after the game has started, a whole bunch of bookmakers, but predominantly the exchanges, bet right up until whatever it's called, the final whistle or whatever it's called in American football. Now, when material things happen in the game, that is where the match odds market, who will win the game, really fluctuates because you've got certain people taking a position on what's just happened You've got certain people cutting their losses and you've got certain people uh, trying to trade out because plays move in their favour. Now, if you look at each one of those events in isolation, um, this might sound complex, but it really doesn't need to be. If you just are watching the game 
at the point when a touchdown is just scored or there's been a fumble or whatever's happened, that is when you're going to get odds that are in your favour. And if you've been able to read the game and you've got a good handle on what's happening, that's where you guys might want to stick your 10 bucks or your 10 pounds, sorry, and just get that off. Um, because you might be able to read that better than all these models that are just betting on numbers and other people who maybe don't know as much as you. So the the real you know advantages and the times that you might want to bet is actually sit there and watch the game for 10 or 15 minutes, take a view, see what the prices are, and then either either play or wait for the next one. Okay, so you know I said it before, but you are expecting yeah. me to do some research on this, and actually, if I do want to win, which I do because I, I definitely want to beat the other three lads in the, on on this endeavour. I'm actually going to have to spend some time on it, aren't I? I would I would recommend that, or you could just forget about that and just say I'm just going to back the away team in every game or the home team in every game. Um, I'm pretty sure you yeah you're guaranteed to lose if you do that, but maybe it's just a case of who loses the least, not who wins the most. That that's an incredibly, incredibly like uh, sour note to leave on. I think. <laughs> well, ask me another question. Then. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, uh, you know. No, no, um, no. I, you know, I, I think ultimately over a 16 week period, if one of us turns a profit, I think we'll be doing well. Um, let me let me let me turn it and let me ask you the question. Do do you guys all sit there and actually watch? Do you watch a large proportion of the games? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, we've, we've spoken about it on the podcast before, but we, we, we're all going to have uh, this thing called you know, Game Pass this year. And, and I would say probably all of us will watch at least 90% of all the games that are played this year because they're all stored online after completion of the game. You can watch it all week. So on commutes and when we're at work or whatever, you can stick a game on. And I'd say that the majority of the games we, we will watch in some form. Well, here's potentially then the high note to finish. Um, all markets, uh, whether it be punting markets, stocks and shares, banking, are controlled by certain individuals, and they're largely, you know, people who like quant analysts and people who've got these really complex models um, that favour uh, the long term, right? So they bet on as much as they possibly can, and in the long run, they'll make a profit. But there's absolutely no substitute for someone who knows a bit about something to sit there, watch it, and take a view on it. So I think the best thing that you guys could focus on, given you're going to be watching a whole load of the games, is just you know try and pick up on certain trends visually. Not trends that you see in data, because it doesn't sound like you're interested in doing that, but just watching the games and then... The real moments of where you could win a few quid is when something in the game happens. Maybe it's something you've seen before or you've anticipated happening. That's when to lay your money down um, and just test yourself. Test whether or not you're, you know, the way you're reading the game is right. But if you can do that and you get that right, no model really. All that all that fills up a model is data. Um, your eyes and what you see, you can pick up things that data can't necessarily. So maybe have a look at that. Have a look at those in-play markets and um, and try and win as much as you can. Nice. Uh, using the old Mark 1 eyeball. No no substitute for the Mark 1 eyeball. Um, Indeed. Well, thanks for coming along and, and sharing your knowledge, John. That was pretty good. I'm going to go back and um, – pretty good, sorry. That, I mean, that's, that's rubbish, isn't it, from me? 
an invaluable tool has been dispensed to the listeners of both this podcast and anyone that ever picks up whatever kind of signal is being beamed from my room at the moment. Yeah. They're all going to value they're yeah, all gonna I think I might actually get away and reflect on what I've said and try and put some of that into my own panty. You should do. You should do because, you know, the redundancy money is not going to last forever. It's not. <laughs> and, uh, I've, only, I've only got one pair of white David Brent trousers sitting on the right. <laughs> half, so. All right, mate. Well, look, I'll let you get back to sweating up or whatever it is you're doing in Vegas. Well, you're not in Vegas, are you? You're in San Diego. I'm in San Diego at the minute and head off to Vegas on on Wednesday, where it's pretty pretty hot. And uh, uh, actually, one of the, one of the things I have in in Vegas, which which you guys would be quite interested in, are these big sports Strippers. books. In, uh, yeah, they have those. <laughs> um, uh, but they have these big sports books where they've got you know just banks and banks and banks of huge TV screens, and you can pretty much watch all of the action that's uh, that's going on. So that's that's really the perfect environment to sit there and do your bollocks. Yeah, we'd we'd be up for that. Listen, if you're back in if if you're back in San Diego, go and see the Chargers and let us know what you think. And uh, I will, maybe yeah, maybe when when this endeavour's over, we'll come back and we'll we'll fill you in on the details. Yep, keep me updated as to how much you're losing. Winning, I mean, winning. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, cheers, mate. So, boys, now you know. You're never, ever going to be poor ever again. You're never going to struggle for uh, money to go out and buy the lobster dinner. They're, they're your tips. <laughs> uh, yep, Martin, what's up? Well, I was going to say, that the, the most important thing is to remember you're not smarter than the person who's <laughs> on the whatever app or the bookies or whatever. You think you might know more than they do about what's going to happen. You don't. You don't know more than they do because unless you're doing some really in-depth, quirky research, they know more than you. So you've got to you know, be very, very careful with thinking you're going to beat the man because you probably ain't. And I think you made some you know, pretty insightful points, which is just basics, you know? Obviously, don't chase your money. Don't bet over your means. Try and stick to something that you have a relative understanding of, uh, something quite specific. You know, I, I like, I like what I was really impressed by, and what I probably don't do enough of. I have a, I have the occasional flutter every week. Do you know what I mean? I've got pals who literally rely on gambling as a portion of their income, which is mental. But I have, you know, I have, a, I have a little. I have a little flutter every week or whatever. And uh, what I don't do enough is the in-play stuff. And particularly with um, the other... Funny enough, I, I, I did have an in-play bet over the weekend because the Premier League is back. I know Dougie doesn't like us mentioning it, but it is back. <laughs> the world still continues. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's what I'll do this year to, uh, to, to, to earn a few quid is a few in-play bets. I like to think I can, I can read the game relatively well and uh, I reckon I'll, I'll make a bit of money in the in play the one thing for me that I've I've learned over the years betting on any kind of sport usually Premier League is what I bet on more than anything else is to never ever ever bet on your team because they definitely, always definitely, fucking definitely. let you down Tell the dolphins me. and find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cautionary tale. I had one of those like back when I was at university. I put two quid on like one of those pick the list, pick a list things where you've got a bit two results from each section. They get progressively harder. And it was the year that United. I'm a United fan. If you didn't know, um, it was the and, year that they and Chelsea, um, played and Leeds and Tottenham. Yeah, just you know. <laughs> How do you, why would you chuck Leeds in that list, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and it was it was the weekend that, that Fabian Bartes stuck his hand in the air and tried to put off Paolo Di Canio in the FA Cup, and that was the only result that didn't come in. And my team cost me three and a half thousand pounds that weekend on a two pound bet and a long list. They were the only result that didn't come in, and um, I was I, I hated like everything for a good long while after that. It took me a long time to get over it. Never bet on your team because if if you win, great. But if just don't do it, don't do it. So so here's the plan anyway, lads. What we're going to do. I've come up with a little game we're going to play over the first seven weeks of the regular season. So you've got a bit of time to do a bit of research before the week starts. And um, here's what we're going to do. We're all going to put 20 quid in a pot. You've got 20 quid for yourself. And we can make that go. You can bet. You can invest that or gamble that however you want to do it. The key is come week seven invest it <laughs> invest it you can invest it the key the key is at the end of week seven at the end of week seven whoever's got the most money in their account takes everyone else's and then we'll do the same again for the next eight weeks cool but yeah, all bets good. have to be declared all bets declared before. and we'll have a little chat chat about it in the lead up uh, you know we'll We'll devote a few minutes to it every week and uh, we'll see where we go. I think there'll be some different strategies. <laughs> I've got an inside so line to Vegas to see, as well. We, so. need, we need to see the betting app and the results. We need to call it and then we come back in the next week and say, look, this is the outcome of our bet and this is where I am. Well, let's Lots put so the screen we can track screenshots just, just, from the betting apps. Just log it on Twitter. Track that money. Log it on Twitter. Yeah, all right. Which leads yeah. me conveniently into saying that if you do want to get in touch with us on Twitter, we are Tuesday, 2 p.m. long snap. We're up to 42 you got, you got followers. Right this week. We're up to 42 followers. Can you believe that? Um, I know like 38 of them. And I, right. I, I, I know the other four. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get, you know, um, cheers. Rome wasn't built in yeah. a day. No, it wasn't. And, uh, you know, if you have listened to us, put a, put a review on iTunes because apparently uh, it means it goes higher up the search listings and then more people get access to it and see it and it gets linked to more podcasts and yada, 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 yada. Just leave a link. Apparently. Oh, so that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You found out why. Yeah. You didn't tell us why before. You no, just I, said do it. Well, you know, no, you there's know a reason. I put, yeah. To pull True. back the curtain a bit here, I, I put the phone down on these guys and then the next time I hear them is when they're moaning at me for not having the kit set up the following mm-hmm. week. That's what goes down. Yeah. That's true. That, that, that's true. true. Because because we can't understand how it's not just the same setup every week. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. Uh, but we do enjoy watching you get so angry. So <laughs> angry. <laughs> why you can't understand? It's the same as last week. Why won't it work? Listen. Oh yes, love it. I work cameras. I don't work noise. I don't work noise. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so that's what we're going to do with the betting. Um, should be quite a good laugh, actually. It should be, um, you know, I'm pretty convinced that most of us are going to have, I, I think the chances of us, of any one person winning more than £20 are slim to none, basically. What we do? What what we doing if we um if we like lose everything, Doug? Like by week five, have we have we got the option to buy back in off our own back? Or? Well, no. It, uh, well, no. Or do we have to keep some back? Not at all. You can do your bollocks in week one if you want. I mean, it's up to you. But um, if we don't get there, then we've got to review our strategy for week eight to 16, haven't we? 
So, so what we're saying is this this podcast is now basically turning into us forming some serious gambling addictions. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm working Good. on two at the moment. My booze addiction one, yeah. and my gambling addiction <laughs> and, and so, so, other policies, whatever they are. So, so, in a couple, so in a couple of years when I've lost my family, my house, my job. <laughs> but, we're still recording, this moment. but we're still recording this. We've still yeah. got 42 followers on Twitter. It will all be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> so can I put a proviso in that if you do lose your 20 pounds when it comes to week eight and we all need to settle if you've not got more money you need to at least top up back to the 20 quid so at the very least one of us wins the minimum score from everyone else oh that's fair that's fair, that's yeah. fair. is that fair so it's yeah. going to cost you 40 quid minimum minimum yes. if you lose it this is if good. you lose if you lose your, if you lose your money that's fine but when it comes and it up only what, so if you go down to zero, then you've got that. That's your punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Harsh, you could have, you could have, you could have one quid in your account, and you and you're golden. Well, that's no, well, no, you got you one quid. Yeah, you top it up to nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah, twenty quid minimum. So everyone's walking away from at least sixty quid. Absolutely. Wow. This is get, this is getting quite high stakes now. It's getting, this is getting expensive. I've got to, kids. Yeah, I'm gonna have to run this. I'm gonna have to run this through the accounts department. <laughs> I think we just, I think we just whatever, whatever money we've got left at the end of it, that's what you get. Nah, mate. That will also impact on your decision-making when you're betting because you're not just got the score when you put it in your account and you're making the bets and you think, yeah, I'm going to go first touchdown scorer, last touchdown scorer, get a bit classy, put a bit of money on, and then you realise you've got no dough, well, you've got to pay up. <laughs> at some point, you've got to pay up. Yeah, so yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> And also because Craig, Craig have you recently mom, had a re- mom, mom, have you recently had a relative die and have become a bit flush? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did brought a package back from Amsterdam. Hollowed out tire. Just got some bike inner tubes full of full of resin. <laughs> I definitely I don't. I don't. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll, we'll um, him up on Twitter. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think we'll have to talk talk a bit more off mic about that because uh, there's some financial. It's in- done. There's some financial implications that my accounts department may well pull me up on. Bearing in mind, I've <laughs> bearing, bearing in mind, I've done about three hundred quid buying 40, all this gear 40 anyway. Quid over seven weeks. Yeah, forty, 40 quid over seven, seven weeks. Mark's so. Mark Mark is furiously scratching his brow now. Like. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this, boys. <laughs> show, show me this in my contract. Uh, look, look, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk it, about it. Um, and we'll, we'll, uh, well, I reckon, I'll, t- I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll put the manifesto on. I'll, I'll put a poll on Twitter. And oh yeah, because they all care. Yeah, because <laughs> they want to see you. Just a load of Russian, lad. a load of Russian <laughs> sex workers. Let's see what they say. And we'll see the decision we get. Well, let's, well, let's see if all those boys that Dougie knows and the porn bots, let's see which way they think we should go. Ridiculous. Yeah, will it, will it be fun to spend Dougie's money? Fucking right, it will. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Look, well, um, what we'll do, we'll, we'll have a bit more of a discussion about it, and we'll we'll log the outcome on Twitter, and we'll put the 
We'll put the the. Um... That sounds like fucking rowing for sure for me. That that, that yeah. that's, that's, that's serious backpedaling. Tell him, Where are the confidence, lads? All you've got to do is maintain your initial twenty pounds. It feels like you've got no confidence in your abilities, boy. Craig, Craig, have you ever gambled before? <laughs> <laughs> how, how many times have you ended up even money? <laughs> Probably fuck all. <laughs> it's called gambling. <laughs> I reckon there's a pretty solid chance that we've got four guys here. After seven weeks, we'll end up with zero pounds. But Mark, the, 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 the nature of gambling isn't just giving your money away. Sometimes you've got to win. So yeah, just and not something that we do pay, is you next week you pay yourself. all again. Pace yourself, yeah. bro. How about this then? How about this then? So if, in the, in the very likely circumstance, we all end up with nothing, the whoever had the biggest win in that seven-week period gets the, the 20 quid from the other three. Because obviously there is a danger that we're all going to end up with nothing. And a serious, serious danger we're all going to end up with nothing at the end of it. So if, if, if that's the case, then we go, whoever had the biggest win over the seven weeks, the biggest individual win. Yep. I'm yeah, done with that. We'll, we'll chat about this offline. This boy knows how much money he's won in his entire life from gambling yeah. ever. Yeah. And I'm going to be forking out 20 quid after six weeks every single time. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think that's a good time to. I think that's a good a, a good place to move on um, before Craig starts getting our mortgage deeds out. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, what we'll do, right? If if you bet, but you only win five ninety nine, you have to sign the deeds over to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Craig. Yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, um, it's getting late. Time for any other business. We'll start with. Craig, is yours about customs and exercise? <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. Full body cavity searches. <laughs> Firstly, I was able to leave and return to the country with no issues. Um, that you know I, I'm, of. I'm, I'm, I'm you're, quite... you're, you're, you're welcome, by the way. <laughs> uh, there's no. There's no like weird plain coloured vans outside your house at the moment is it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we, were, we were sweet and what I will say firstly obviously the boys are, are making reference to the fact that I've just got back from Amsterdam and what I will say is Amsterdam's known for a couple of legal pleasures that other areas of the world refuse to accept that aside and yes we're talking about prostitution and cannabis just park that for a sec. Just park it one very for a moment. Let me just interrupt. Sorry. Cool we this podcast has been real highbrow, hasn't it? We've gone from gambling, <laughs> gambling, to hooking prostitution, and, drugs. prostitution. and weed. Wow. Trifecta. We've done it. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the holy trinity. Twenty percent employees listening. I don't partake in any of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is the point that I make. You put that stuff to a side. Yes, it may be allowed to happen in Amsterdam and adults are able to make a decision as to what they would like to engage with. If that isn't for you, if you don't fancy some hookers and you're not really up for a little bit of herb, you can still have a really good time in Amsterdam. It's a great place. 
people are really cool, kind of relaxed. I wonder why. <laughs> and uh, yeah, everyone just seems to get on. So if you haven't had a chance and you want to do a little city break and you think it's just a bit, you know, gringy with people smoking reefer everywhere you go while having sex, it isn't. I promise. <laughs> There's some cool shit to see and some cool shit to do. Love Amsterdam. Made me feel really welcome. Cool. I've been there a few times. It's all right, isn't it? Um, Sweet. <laughs> Mark. So maybe then the the reason that they all are so chilled out in Amsterdam is because they all know how to use cash points. And I'm going to elaborate on this. <laughs> cash points has been grinding my gears for years and years. And it's dawned on me this week when it happened again that I've got a bit of a public forum now where I can have a good whinge about them. What the fuck? Do pe- how do people not know how to use cash points in this country? I stood behind someone the other day who was there happily tapping away, looking at the screen, thinking, oh, what do I press now? Not realising you've got to press enter once they put in their PIN number. <laughs> Fuck me, people. If you are at a cash point for longer than 45 seconds, you need to not be allowed to use them or go on a fucking training course because the people behind you have got somewhere to be. And I'm not going to lie, it's normally women. <laughs> for some reason they'll go they'll put their card in they'll get their little mini statement out it shows you on the fucking screen you get a little mini statement and then what they'll do is they'll take the card out and then think oh i didn't get my money out and they'll put the card back in again fuck off learn how to use a cash point i would like to see implemented at every branch a 45 second rule and if you haven't done your business within that time a trap opens yeah a trap door (laughs) opens and you just fall through the floor never to be seen again learn how to use cash points or you know leave with don't do your month's bloody accounting on it that's what most people you're in in a hurry and someone's there doing oh I need to check this account and that account you think it's a fucking cash machine I'll get out another card you can't roll to a cash point with four cards taking a piss mate don't roll to a cash point with four cards taking a piss wind me right up internet banking you bloody chief don't come to a cash point with six cards a cash point you go there card in pin in enter if you need to and you've got to know in advance if you've got a press enter on that cash point because you probably use the same one fairly regularly Money out, card back, you're done. It should be like 20 seconds tops. But people take so fucking long. Hurry up, hurry up. That's oh, all I've got to yeah. Before we move on, so that's gambling, drugs, prostitution, and sexism. So yeah. we are on a fucking roll, lads. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we are on a roll. <laughs> and, and, and the ladies listen, there's probably, you know, there's a few porn bots out there that clearly listen to this podcast because they follow us on Twitter. Um, if you if you're using cash points properly, then I apologise, and you know, good for you. But anyone that isn't, <laughs> but you're probably not. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> even if you and even if you think you are, if you tell them that they're not, they'll they'll tell you that you're wrong. So <laughs> I don't know where to go from that. That's unbelievable. Um, Mark, I'm going to let you follow that one. Yeah, no, mine's not really in that vein. I mean, I I can sit and watch random sports all the time, and the Olympics just gives you the opportunity oh. to watch the 10 meter synchronized diving and just completely random stuff that ordinarily you wouldn't watch at all and what's happened now we're getting to the the business end of the um of the games is it's made me realize i think we're so fortunate that i you know we've got perhaps two of the most dominant athletes at their profession that the world has ever seen at the same time 
when you look at what Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps have done, you can you know you, you can look at all the other greats over the years and go, well, okay, you know, you were that much better than everyone else. You know, the Rocky Marcianos, the Jim Brown, Wayne Gretzky's, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Michael Schumacher, whomever. But at the same time, we're seeing two blokes at the absolute pinnacle that just wipe the floor with everyone else. You've seen that photo of Usain Bolt in the semi where he's running along, turns on, gives a big cheesy grin to the, um, to the camera on the side. And he's, he's already coasting at 60 metres because he's that much better than everyone else. It's absolutely ridiculous. We've, we've been so, so lucky to get two blokes in, uh, in Phelps and Bolt that are going to go down as you know the two greatest Olympians of all time. Fair enough. I mean, I, I, to counter that, today at the Olympics was posh horse walking and <laughs> fucking long swimming in a, in a, in a sea. Like two hours of swimming. <laughs> like what? What's something else? Like the dr- dressage, dr- dressage. <laughs> that's well, not a sport. Gold medal for England. Make it fucking tiddlywinks. I don't care. Any, any sport that in which you compete in a top hat is not a sport. <laughs> right. Top hats. Top hats are old news. And, right. And at the end, of, <laughs> at the end of the day, she might be able to walk a horse round, but. Can she use a cash point? No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Seamless. Because um, she'll be sending her butler to it, because that's why yeah, yeah. people do that. And when, your name is like, people. when your name is Charlotte Dujardin, you know. Yeah. That, you know. <laughs> yeah. She's, She's not, not been to many cash points. Yeah. She's not been to a cash point, yeah. No, no, <laughs> she wasn't that. using Tesco Express, mate. <laughs> she wasn't. Um, you know, but as well, the, you know, ladies hockey... Could watch that for a while. Could definitely <laughs> yeah. watch that for a while. Anyway, um, yeah. mine. I think you're all going to guess what mine is. Cricket. No. Well, I'm out. Premier League football. Premier League oh. football. So right. I, I wish you could see his face now, listeners. Man, it's just <laughs> it's a look of dejection. Premier League football. I I was at Middlesbrough against Stoke last week on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, Marquee game. <laughs> I would say it was 16 minutes before I wanted a black hole to emerge over the Riverside Stadium and spaghettify my body into a, into a string of atoms just so that I had something interesting to do. For, I, I, I don't get it. And I don't get why 50-year-old blokes are standing up in the front row of a stadium throwing fucks into a referee in front of four-year-old kids. I don't get any of it. I just don't get it. The whole world sort of gets a little bit more... get Just gets a little bit stale when the football's not on. It's like people don't know what to do with their the, entire lives cause, because Stoke aren't playing... Just the, red, just the red top papers, mate. As, as long as you avoid the red top papers. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Stoke ain't playing this week. What are we going to talk about? Well, how about the fifty-five thousand other fucking sports that are on? You know what I mean? Rather than rather than chuntering on again about some middle-aged fucking Slovakian bloke who who plays five-yard tiki taka football, and and like it, honestly, but I bet he gets bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't 
remember a seven-year-old thinking, I want to be a, a pace bowler <laughs> so I can get some, some chicks around. No, mate, I want to score 25 goals a, a season and 100 grand a week and smash bitches. And <laughs> I, I, I tell you what. Listen, I, if I you saw the England cricket teams wise, mate, you'd be, you would uh, be changing yeah. the tune there, let me tell you. I tell you what, I reckon being a county cricketer's life, being a county cricket player has got to be one of the best lives there is going because you get a decent load of money um, you get to play sport for a living and no one knows who the fuck you are. So you can go out and do anything. You're not going to end up in the papers. You've got good money. <laughs> you can flash your cash. You will probably get a couple of bitches. I can't say that as well as Craig can. <laughs> and, um, Why is that, Mark? I think that's a great life. Uh, um, it's look. because cause I, cause I can use a cash point. Okay. Um, <laughs> look, it's, it's got to be the best life in the world being a county cricketer. You spend half your, life, half your life playing sport and the other half sat in a room pissing about with your mates. Yeah. What's better than and that? No one knows who you are. Exactly. Brilliant. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. I, look, football can I, I just that is the last mention of football we're having on this podcast. I'm going to mute anyone that talks about football on this podcast from now on. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. That's it. Dougie, you're you you are the presenter. You aren't God, my friend. <laughs> in, ter- in terms in terms of this podcast, Craig, I am because when you start talking, I can do this. So just say anything you want about football, Craig. Anything you want, mate. Anytime. Tell me, tell me who's that and never hear of it. Score. Uh, score this week. Paul Pogba. Who? I am God. <laughs> all right, lads, let's leave it there. See, we'll, um... this, this, is, this is all because this is what happens when you dump Man United for Charlton. You get, you, you, you get that bitter. Yeah. Years and years. And some oh, you're still going. <laughs> all right, lads, look, let's leave it there. Um, we've been nattering on for a, a quite a while tonight, so let's leave it there. Cause, uh, see you later. Cheers, boys. Bye 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 b